Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up, Motsi? It's, uh, it's another nice day here on campus. You know, it's slightly overcast, just enough to, uh, to keep the big bad sun away. Uh, but it's cool. There's a nice breeze. Great day for some football. And, uh, and Stiller Nation is, uh, is rolling in here and claiming their spots early. Oh, yes, indeed. You love to hear that because when you talk about this being the penultimate, you know, open practice. The penultimate. The, the penultimate. You know, you know we got to talk a little bit of that. But, man, this is significant, man, for those that are trying to get, you know, that last intimate look at this team before they hit – or, excuse me, before they hit Akershore Stadium consistently, before, you know, these practices become officially closed to the public. If you're looking for those last opportunities – well, you only got two of them left, baby. So I expect today and definitely tomorrow to be one of those capacity type crowds because, you know, you're not going to get another opportunity to see these guys this close until next year this time, man. But with that being the case, man, we have been getting some guys coming back, man. Um, talk about a little bit of some of the guys that were able to come back out there yesterday on the defensive side of the ball. Guys have been making plays. I mean, dude by the name of Mika Fitzpatrick, to me, man, it was just good to see what he's been able to do now that he's back out there flying around and stuff like that, man. But what are some of the guys that, you know, for you, you're just like, man, I'm happy to see these guys back out there. Yeah, no, Minka, Minka was certainly uh, a big one. Um, he had a he had a very active day yesterday at practice, I think, mm-hmm. is, is, is the best way to put it. Um, he had some some big plays. He had some of those Look, good. S. <laughs> yeah, he absolutely did. He had some of those good iron sharpening iron moments that we've talked about with George Pickens. Um, he he was certainly one. You know, though, Motsi, I'll go I'll go maybe a a little off the board here, if you will. Okay. Uh, I was happy to see Benny Snell back yesterday. Thank you. I yeah. love when you. I love when you do that right there, man. You start getting all creative with your players and stuff. No, man, <laughs> Benny Snell. Yeah, he he's he's it's really good to see him back out there because he is still very much in the thick of this RB two battle. But I will say that Jalen Warren is a little bit hotter right now because he has the recency yes. in his favor. So it was definitely good to see that Benny Snell was back out there yesterday. Yeah, you know, he's a guy, listen. Um, we all know the special teams value that he brings to this team, certainly. And, and Motsi's laid that out many times as we've had this running back depth conversation. Um, but we also know what some other guys, namely certainly Jalen Warren, I think also uh, recently Anthony McFarland, uh, have been able to do out here. And it's the oldest cliche in the book, but it's a cliche because it's true. You can't make the club in the tub. Uh, so I, you know, I, I want to see Benny Snell out here to finish out this week strong, and then hopefully he gets some some serious spin on on Saturday night uh, down in Jacksonville as well too. Because, you know, listen, uh, love him, hate him, 
somewhere in between. Uh, uh, Benny Snell has certainly the capability to bring value uh, to this roster, not only on special teams, but as as one of those guys behind Najee Harris. Uh, so I, I was encouraged to see him back out there. There was, you know, some questions around, all right, you know, how serious could this be? He He's missed a few practices. He didn't play on on last Saturday in the, in the preseason opener against Seattle. Um, but I think it's encouraging to see him back yesterday. Uh, if, you know, if he's working the rest of the week, that'll be uh, all, you know, all good signs uh, for, for hopefully a green light on, on Saturday night against the Jags. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that, man. And especially, you know, when you're talking about some of these other guys where, you know, you're hoping they could come back a little bit sooner, but they haven't necessarily been able to do that just yet. I mean, for Benny, he has to understand that, man. He he has a competition on his hands. You know, he's not in the same situation as, per se, Alex Highsmith, who even though Alex has missed, you know, about a week now with his rib injury, he's not having the same type of pressure being put on him by the other outside linebackers. Whereas for Benny Snell, when you look at how Anthony McFarlane played, you look at how Jalen Warren was able to play. Shoot, even Master Teague was able to do some things that were just, you know, impressive in that moment where it just makes a coaching staff or makes a scout just feel some type of positivity towards somebody else. Those are all the things that Benny is really being uh, subjected to right now because of how those other guys have been able to fill in in his absence. So for Benny, man, it's definitely good. And uh, one of those things where it's not just a positive for him, but it was also a need for him, in my mm-hmm. perspective, to be back out there and more so being back out there this week versus waiting until that last preseason game. Yeah, listen, I mean, he, you know, you can't make the club in the tub. That That's that's the saying. And there's there's some real vying for, for positions at, at the running back group. And his, his special team's value is certainly – it's measurable. It's tangible. Mm-hmm. It, it, you, you can see it with you your eyes. You have to respect it. Absolutely. Yes, you have yes, to respect you can it. see it with your eyes. You can see it on the stat sheet. It's, it's complimentary in that regard. Um, but, you know, all that, it, all that it takes is, you know, you, you miss too much time and you're not available, and uh, all of a sudden – uh, somebody else proves that they can be that guy on special teams as well, too. You know that's and then that's, you become Wally Pip. That's then, how it all happens. Exactly, man. exactly, and that's, and that's how what it all happens. That's that's what we don't want to happen with Benny. So yeah, uh, I was uh, certainly certainly encouraged to see him out there at practice today, and um, I'm looking at the practice report enough right now. He was not uh, you know listed in terms of Tomlin's injury updates, so hopefully yep, that correct. means that that he's uh, you know he's he's full speed ahead uh, this afternoon. Yeah, without a doubt, because I do think having Benny out there makes this running back competition even more juicier than it already is. I think that it will push Anthony McFarlane and a Jalen Warren to have to elevate their play even more to see what they are fully capable of. And the same could be said about Benny Snow. Him coming back out there, he feels that urgency. The things that I just spoke on, this isn't his first year in the league. It's not his second year in the league. He understands the urgency. He understands that there is no such thing as job security when you are not the starter who is making above reproach money. And for Benny, I think that all of those things come into play here. And I'm just hoping that he is truly healthy and not just putting his body out there for the simple sake of putting his body out there. Because if he's truly healthy, I think that, like you said, man, he definitely makes this team a better team. I mean, he is a good player. He's a respectable player. He's a player that when we talk about being varsity, he has proven on multiple occasions now in, in various elements of his game that he is varsity. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I'm with you on that. And this, these are the, you know, these are the settings you've told us before, you know, the first day of training camp, that's the last time that anybody, you know, feels a hundred percent. But you, you still want to be at least close in that regard. Man, um, you, you try, you're trying to get out of camp at like nine. If you, if you're anywhere between 94, 97% out of camp, that's a, that's a victory. That's a positive. You just can't be in them 80s. You don't want to be in them 89s right. and 88s. It's right. like y'all leaking oil bad. That's not the place to be. That's definitely hey, not hey, the place to be. Because when the season starts, every four weeks, you're going to drop down about a 5 to 10. Just, just know Ooh. that. All right, 5 to 10% every every four weeks. So when you get to November, there. when you get to December, you're like, oh, why these guys aren't practicing as much? Why are they taking the pads off? Because we hurting. Because <laughs> we're hurt out here. Because we hurt. It hurts. Yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, you've already – you've had some casualties in terms of Carl Joseph and Anthony Miller as well, too. Yeah, man. Um, WU, you wanna, man. I, that, that hurt me right there when I saw you, that, man. You you want to keep uh, you want to keep that, that IR list uh, as short as possible, as few amount of names on there as possible. So, uh, good to see. But you know, kind of the other side of this too, Motsi, is the one guy that we haven't seen much from lately, and I'm I'm starting to mm-hmm. starting to wonder. Is go ahead, say his name. Is Derek Watt? Mm-hmm. I mean, he we... hasn't practiced in a long time. Didn't play. We've seen great stuff from Connor Hayward. Mm-hmm. Is is there enough? No, no, no. There just, that... just just rewind that statement you just said. The one with Connor Hayward. Rewind that part, please. Yes, uh, we haven't seen Derek <laughs> for a while, and in that time, Connor Hayward has been doing everything asked of him and more, and he costs about uh huh one fifth as much Ooh. as Derek Watt so, does. So, so Wes, are you telling me there is a cheaper, more athletic, a little bit more exciting? And he happens to have the younger, more, or excuse me, the elder statesman of a brother. Okay, okay, I'm just throwing it out there. Yes, I do think that Derek Watt is on that hot seat. Um, I do too. When you throw in all that context and then particularly the direct competition he has, the one thing that we would always joke about Derek Watt, and some of us would joke more tongue-in-cheek, but you know, we had to acknowledge it was the fact that, hey, regardless of who he's competing against, he has an extra leg up in any competition because he has a brother on the team by the name of T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt. And we said, man, you know, when T.J. was going through the contract negotiations <clears throat> a year ago, we kind of joked about, well, hey, man, Derek Watt's the safest guy on the organization right now. They can't get rid of his brother while they're trying to sign T.J. to this big deal. And we would joke about it, but now in the seriousness of it, it's like, you can't even use that joke as a way to benefit Derek because Connor has the exact same, you know, card in his pocket with a Connor, uh, with a, a Cam Hayward, who's been, you know, here for a decade plus, multiple time team captain, all pro, et cetera. So now when you take away all of the, you know, the fluff and the, 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 the glitter on it, we just get down to the nuts and bolts of this thing. One player has been available for the majority of camp. One player has not been. One player has been making plays consistently in practice. One player has not been. One player has had a very productive first preseason game this year, the only preseason game that we have seen for this 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers unit. The other player did not. So when you're going down this line, and then, oh, the caveat, one player costs a couple of million dollars, one player is going to be on a rookie salary, That's the other thing that, you know, when you're talking about player A and player B, if you took away the names, 
it would be a no-brainer who you're talking about. It would be a no-brainer who would be the guy that is going to get the job and the guy that is ultimately going to have to go find somewhere else to find employment. Mm-hmm. Now, the beauty of this situation is, as pertains to football, until you get released, you always get an opportunity. So if Derek gets healthy and he's able to come out there today or potentially the end of the week play in that game and make some noise, maybe it's a different conversation. But right now, Connor Hayward is making up a lot. And I don't think he's making up ground. I think that he's already passed Derek in a sense because of all those things I just said. And to me, I think that Derek has to feel that sense of urgency and get on out there so that way he can go ahead and make a legitimate case for himself to be a part of this 2022 Pittsburgh Steelers roster. No, I, I am right there with you, and I, you know, I have felt that way for a few days now. Saturday night certainly, you know, took that to to another level when we were able to see Connor Hayward make some nice plays in stadium as well. Too, it's clear that him and Kenny Pickett have a little uh, a little sauce, a little chemistry here Ooh. early on in their Steelers careers as well. Too, and that certainly can't hurt Connor Hayward's case. You know, when you are a uh, when you are a preferred target of the guy that we all think uh, could be the future quarterback of this franchise. Yeah. And, and again, the money too, you know, I know you've, you've laid this out over the history of, of this show when we've done training camp coverage and things of that nature, you know, sometimes the money can work against you too. Like you could get, oh, to absolutely. That, you get to you, that you're paying point. too much. Yeah. You, you get pay to that too point much where you're a veteran and you're the end of your contract and you're finally making good money. And then all of a sudden that can be like a double-edged sword and it works against you because they'll look at it and they'll say, all right, well, player A is making this much. Player, uh-huh. player B is making four times more than him, and we don't think there's much separating the two. And player mm-hmm. A is even even younger as well. Well, let's go with the, Absolutely. Cheaper, let's go with the cheaper, younger option. Hey, um, and, and, sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't even have to be that this player has tangibly – you know, bit more productive than you. It could also be that the team is just looking to get younger. They're looking to go in a different direction and having that veteran blocks that growth. You think about Derek White. If he's on this roster, Connor Hayward doesn't get the same amount of reps. He doesn't get the same amount of practice time. I remember for me, my final year here in Pittsburgh, similar situation in terms of my money versus Anthony Ciccolo. And the difference was Ciccolo and a lot of the other young linebackers were hurt where I was still able to go out there and put together a solid training camp, put together a really good preseason in terms of the games. And that was what ultimately made it, you know, where I was still able to stay here and finish out that contract versus potentially being in a Derek Watt, Connor Hayward situation where you're looking and saying, well, hey, man, it's not that big of a difference here. This guy's a lot cheaper. Let's go with this guy. That's the, the reality for Derek that he also has to remember. And for him, the difference for me and him is I was out there at least being able to get those practice reps in, getting that good cachet, and just reminding the team every day that, hey, I'm better than this player, and you're going to see this each and every day while he's on the sideline. For Derek, he's not getting that luxury right now, so he really has to go out there and hurry it up in terms of getting back healthy because Connor is passionate about this thing. Connor is hungry. And to me, man, I think that Connor has so much more room to grow. That's the other part of this thing. Yes, it's like you see the upside. You can see the potential. So when you're comparing him to a Derek with all of these other things that we've just laid out, for Derek, he definitely has to feel a more uh, a more sense of urgency right now. 
Partner, I completely agree. And, you know, training camp's starting to wind down here. Well, you know, the, the portion here, it's St. Vincent College. It's not like after Thursday they just stop practicing, obviously. But, you know, yeah. uh, August is more than halfway over now. And, wow, that sounds crazy to say out loud. <laughs> uh, I mean, what, 15 days from now, it's it's going to be September. Uh, the, the time is running out. You know, this is another thing over the years that you've laid out is that time can be can be you know a thief you know you're mm-hmm. sitting you're sitting there in may and you're like oh i got plenty of time we're not playing games till september and then all of a sudden wow it's wednesday august 17th and you might be in a position where you're kind of singing for your supper out there a little bit uh, it happens quick that time moves fast we all know that uh when you get to be our age in your 30s you certainly feel that right but everybody knows uh particularly in the context of an nfl season it always flies by we're sitting here on august 17th right now it'll be thanksgiving you know we're all going to blink and it'll be thanksgiving right. in, 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 a, in a couple weeks here uh derek watt that that time um in that you know sense of comfort i think uh, have have probably vanished a little bit, and, and you know, he, listen, he comes from he comes from the same uh, you know mentality as his brothers. That I'm sure mm-hmm. he, he's chomping at the bit to get back out there and prove that that he shouldn't uh, be going anywhere. That he does have a role to play on this team. But you got to make it happen, man. Uh, particularly in these settings when uh, when someone else is is emerging as well too. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But uh, we're gonna get ready to go to break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about another veteran or veterans at a particular QB signal calling position that also might be feeling a little bit pressure because of something that happened in practice yesterday. So definitely stay tuned. Don't want to touch that Dallas Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Let's go play some ball. Always talking black and gold football on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back for the second segment of this 12 o'clock hour. And uh, we got to continue to talk, these Pittsburgh Steelers. But more importantly, want to talk about this quarterback situation and how it is ever evolving. Once again, Arthur Most Wesley Euler right here on Steelers Nation Radio. Yesterday, man, we had something new transpire in that quarterback room in terms of some of the rep distribution, more importantly, in that two-minute drill where we saw Kenny Pickett finally get the ah. opportunity to go out there with the ones. Well, 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 what do we have here? What do we have here? So, you know, I, I, I wanted to go right to the big words, you know, Mr. Knee Jerk. So uh, could you please, you know, how, how, how was how was your reaction to Mr. Kenny Pickett getting that opportunity with the ones in the ever so coveted two minute drill? Yeah, no, I thought it was well deserved. I mean, I did. Listen, I made the joke 
I think it was at the start of the second week of camp, you know, maybe August 1st, I think it was. It was like a Monday when they put on pads for the first time. I made the joke to you, it's not really a quarterback competition until somebody other than Mitch Trubisky gets the first team reps, right? I mean, uh-huh. as, long, as long as it's just Mitch that, that's running with the first string, is it really a QB competition? Um, so I, I thought that this was well-deserved. I did. You know, Kenny Pickett, he has ascended out here since the end of July. Um, if you're if you've been listening to, to our SNR coverage, if, if you're a crazy Steeler fan and you've been following along throughout this entire process, you remember the, the first week of camp in, in the last week of July. Uh, you know, the reports weren't great for Kenny. It wasn't that he was, you know, it wasn't that he was terrible or a disaster out here or anything, but he was he was having typical rookie struggles. Um and ever since, you know, ever since that first, those first four practices, then he had the weekend to kind of reset a little bit. He's looked better and better. He's gotten, rightfully so, more opportunities with the second team and has, has done well there. He certainly looked the part Saturday night at Akershire Stadium. So, yeah, again, if this is truly a quarterback competition, I thought that this, you know, should have happened at some point, and I don't think it's um, – yeah, I don't think it's just a, a lip service type decision either. Like I said, I, I think he's earned it, and I think you know the the timeline lined up correctly. And okay, you know they've put more on his plate, more on his plate, more second team reps, uh, whole second half in the preseason game. He's been able to uh, to to take these challenges and stride and grow. And and so yeah, I, I thought it was deserved and earned. And I, I'm sure you know from a a bigger point of view, all you know, part of the process that the Steelers were hoping they would get to this point eventually, you know, just, just waiting till they thought Kenny had, had earned it and, and gotten to that point. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Nothing is given. You have to earn it. And coach Tomlin understands in order for this team to continue to respect Kenny, he has to earn these reps. If you come out here and you're just giving, 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 and players are looking at him and saying, hey, man, this guy doesn't have command of the offense. This guy doesn't understand the schemes. This guy doesn't have the ability to execute at the level that we are accustomed to executing. Well, then you'll lose the team. But the way that Coach Tom has been handling this process, he's been a little bit more methodical. When everybody is saying, man, Kenny deserves to be the starting QB this, the day we drafted him. Kenny deserves these drafts the day we drafted him. He didn't do that. He handled him in the manner that was the smartest way to do it, the way where you minimize Kenny's negativity and the exposure of that, and you put him in situations where he is able to get comfortable, where he is able to learn, where he is able to ultimately grow in a manner that is conducive to his productivity and his ultimately uh, starting this year at some point in time, uh, hopefully. So with all of that being the context, I think that Kenny has continued to check those boxes. OTAs, he improved. Minicamp, he improved. First week of training camp, improved. Second week of training camp, improved. Get in the game, improvement. Everything we've seen from Kenny has been growth. Everything we've seen from him has been steps in the right direction. But this also isn't a surprise in the context that we say coming out of all the quarterbacks, Kenny should be the most pro ready. He should be the guy that is able to pick this up and play year one potentially of any of these quarterbacks that were coming out, regardless of how high end his ability is from an athletic standpoint, because it's hard to say what a guy's ceiling is a hundred percent because yes, every player is going to go out there and have a chance to make plays and you don't have to be the most athletic guy to be in the hall of fame. You just got to be a productive player. (laughs) So with that, when people, you know, speak on Kenny and they say low ceiling, 
I think is just misspoken. I think they're just trying to say that athletically, yes, he has some limitations when you're speaking specifically on arm strength, when you're speaking specifically on, you know, his size or his running ability and things like that. But he still has the equal opportunity, just like anybody else that's on this roster, to go out there and make plays. And that is what he has been doing thus far. So for him, it's going to be interesting to see what he continues to do with these opportunities. Getting a chance to run the two-minute drill yesterday, we understand as a as a player what two-minute drill is. That's one of the most important parts of the game. Oh, yeah. Situationally, that's when you're ending the half. Situationally, that's when you're ending the game. Offensively, you got to score. Or you got to get a field goal. Defensively, we got to get this ball. We got to get off the field. It is that simple. So when you talk about introducing Kenny in that context – and let him get those reps, that is extremely significant, especially going into the second preseason game where this on paper should be closer to that window rehearsal, you know, the, the, the window dress rehearsal and stuff like that. So when you're seeing some of these things, you definitely pay more attention to it because this has legs. This is way more tangible than a, a seven shot, him getting a rep up there. You know, this is, you know, when you're talking about particular sections of practice that you don't just put anybody out there in right for Kenny to get that opportunity that's very significant no no it certainly is and you know you've seen him get more opportunities with the twos which led to this and that is again clearly as as you laid out there you know the Steelers coming into camp probably hoping that this is how the timeline would play out but that doesn't mean that, that they just gave it to him because, oh, all right, well, let's hope by, you know, by the final week of camp, by the time we're getting ready for preseason game number two, that Kenny will show enough that, that we can we can give him some spin with the ones. If they didn't think he was at that point, they wouldn't be giving him this opportunity. So um, I'm sure the Steelers are happy the way that it worked out. Probably this is the timeline that they had been hoping for. They put more and more on his plate each week. He's handled it well. He's he's had his first crack at in stadium action, uh, you know, for the Steelers and handled that well. This is this is all part of the progression. It is, and you know, the other side of this too for me, Mozi, is I think it's good for Mitch Trubisky as well too. You know, mm-hmm. he he is you know ever since he signed as a free agent because obviously when he did that, I mean, the Steelers hadn't selected Kenny Pickett yet, right? We were still about six weeks away from from the NFL draft at that point. So, you know, Mitch has kind of since he signed that deal and, and got to Pittsburgh, I think, you know, that same week, he's, you know, pretty much been the guy. You know, he, he was brought in in free agency 30 minutes into the free agency period because the clear, Steelers clearly identified him. He was, you know, the most talked about free agent quarterback that was available. And I'm saying free agent, right? I don't mean guys like Jimmy G. Yes, thank you for, yes, yes. You know, that, that needed to be traded for. He was the the true free agent quarterback that was talked about the most into that process. And even with the Steelers drafting Kenny Pickett, you know, it wasn't first overall like Joe Burrow or it wasn't, you know, top 10 like uh, like Josh Allen. They took him 20th overall, and there was a lot of right away messaging that, hey, you know, we're not going to rush Kenny into this. Um, we all know that, you know, starting at OTAs, Mitch had, had the first crack at first team reps and, and all these different things. Mitch has been the unquestioned guy. And I'm not saying that element has changed, but I think Kenny getting some spin with the ones finally at least puts a little pressure on Mitch in that regard of, hey, yeah, nothing's changed. You're still you're still our guy. 
but you know, you you've got to continue to perform, or, or we have somebody else waiting in the wings that that can push you a little bit. I I think that's going to be good for for Trubisky as well too. Yeah, it definitely is. It's a double edged sword in that concept for uh, for Mitch, man. He's still in the driver's seat. He's still QB one right now. He still has not done anything to lose the job. Um, I think the thing for him that is going to be telling this week is he's going to get more opportunities out there. He only played two series. They treated him like QB one and rightfully so last week. But in contrast, that sample size is very small. And when you look at the five drives that Kenny played, even though statistically it wasn't something where we're like, yeah, man, if you're playing five drives and you're doing this, man, we could win with that. We feel great about it. But when you talk about the five drives and the excitement and the way that he finished, that has a residual effect. And for Mitch, he just has to understand that for this week, you got to just weather the storm. All throughout practice or the practices, we know everything that Kenny is going to do is going to, you know, feel like it has a little bit extra on it. You know, you, you make the same five yard pass, but Kenny's they're just going to talk about that a little <laughs> bit more. You know, y'all, 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 y'all both throw the same touchdown pass. George Pickens, they're going to talk about his a little bit more. Sure, sure. That's what Mitch has to endure and has to understand this week solely because of how Kenny was able to finish. But for Mitch, he's still in the driver's seat. You go out there, you put together another good week of practice, and then you go out there and in your extended opportunity in the preseason in this second game, you go out there and show that you're more than just two drives. You're more than that. You can replicate and duplicate the things that you did last week in terms of an 80-yard drive in, what, three minutes to open up the game. That's the things that Mitch has to continue to show. If he does that, regardless of this hype that we're trying that we're building up around Kenny, as long as Mitch consistently does that, Coach Tomlin will understand and will know that, hey man, this is the guy that gives us the best chance to win early on, at least. Now, if that shifts, if next week Mitch doesn't look as good in terms of this Jaguars game, and say Kenny comes out there, and even though it's not you know, as electric as this previous game, but say he still is able to go out there and have some success. Well, now you're looking at Mitch and you're saying, well, hey, is this a close situation? I think of Mac Jones and Cam Newton a year ago when Cam Newton was healthy in training camp. Man, a lot of the people felt like he was going to be the guy. He missed some time. Obviously, Mac Jones goes out there and balls out and the rest is history, so to speak. I think of Mitch and Kenny in a similar vein, not to the same extent, because both of those guys that they that I just mentioned in terms of Cam Newton and Mac Jones, well, one's a regular season MVP Super Bowl uh, player, and the other guy was, you know, was uh, he was an office player of the year, but he was a pro bowler at quarterback as a rookie, led us into the postseason. So we know those are a little bit more lofty in terms of the expectations, but in terms of a smaller scale of that, that is in a, in a sense what you have here when you're talking the Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky situation for Mason, we talked about him. Mason has to be an outlier. He has to do the above and beyond to ultimately maintain his, his traction to maintain his relevancy in this quarterback conference uh, conversation, because he can't just be good. He can't do what the other two guys are doing. He has to make it clear he has to be the overachiever in that element because he doesn't have the 20th overall selection moniker nor was he the quarterback that they raced to the phones to to sign and call up in free agency as soon as it opened so for mason he has a lot more ground he has to cover and it's nothing that he's done wrong it's just that he has to do a lot more right and that's something that he's having to adjust to but for mitch mitch is still very much in the driver's seat but yes this competition is legitimate now 
it has legs now because of that switching of those reps. No doubt. And I mean, not only that, but did you see the gauntlet that was laid down last night, Arthur Motes, by Kenny Pickett? Mm-hmm. I mean, Come on now. 2022 Steelers home run derby champion. Yes, CR tweeted us just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wants to know what we have to say about that. I mean, hey, we talk about how good of an athlete he is. He's out there. He's out there uh, hitting dingers on the on the St. Vincent baseball field. You got to love it. Yes, absolutely. The uh, Steelers player of the week as well, man. Don't forget that part also. So he was a little double dipping this week with his accolades. Big week for Kenny. Yeah, man. So for him, man, it's going to be interesting just to see for Kenny particular, how does he continue to handle the movement of rosters? How does he continue to handle now that he's putting together a string of really good days in in concert with his performance on Saturday. That's a good point. How does that affect him? How does that affect his preparation? How does that affect his edge? Because every day that he's been out there, he's had a certain edge about him. Does that continue now that we're starting to see him get more and more opportunities? Because we've talked about this before. We say, hey, man, when a guy gets paid, you'll see two different things come from him, right? He's either going to go hard or he kind of rests on his laurels. Or his laurels. And the same could be said when you talk about a guy that finally gets that starting nod. Some guys, they just their whole goal is to be the starter. But then once they're there, they're kind of like, all right, I did it. I'm cool now. Right. What does that dynamic look like? Now, I don't anticipate that being the case for Kenny, but we also can't make, you know, that type of statement on him just yet because this is his first go around in the NFL. So for him, man, it's going to be interesting just to see what that looks like for him as this week continues to progress. And then ultimately, when he gets that early second team rep potentially or early first team rep potentially come Saturday versus the Jaguars. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I don't want to say criticize is a too strong of a word, but how does it go from, you know, his first his his first week or so out here at camp, you know, getting critiqued is probably the best mm-hmm. way to put it. And to now, I mean, everyone's singing your praises. They're talking about Saturday night. You know, he's uh, Steelers player of the week. He's the most sought after autograph here at camp. He is, you know, I mean, he was on the, the front of NFL.com on, on Monday mm-hmm. for, you know, for, for, for best rookie preseason performances. Um, now that some of those critiques have turned into overwhelming praise, uh, can you still keep that same edge? That's a, that's a, that's a savvy vet, uh, thing by you there, Arthur Motes. I dig that. Well, because, I mean, that's one of those things where we can count and talk about multiple examples of guys where they got that opportunity and they became complacent. They got that contract and they became complacent. Right here in Pittsburgh, we could talk about those guys. You know, and that's just something that you wouldn't even have thought that those guys were capable of that. When you talk about how well they were, how productive they were, the things they were able to accomplish, but for certain players – that is something that they deal with. It's human nature, and I understand that. But for Kenny, I just want to see, man, what does that look like for him? How does he continue to come out here every single day? Because that is the one thing that Mitch does have going for him. He's experienced this. He's lived this life. He's been the prom king. He's been the first uh, you know, top quarterback. He's been the guy that had the, the, the Pro Bowl under his belt coming back to a Chicago team with expectations. He's lived this. He knows how quickly they will love you and praise you and sing about <laughs> you. But he also understands how quickly they could turn on you. So when you think about Trubisky, he is a hardened individual based on the things that he's had to endure in his playing career thus far. Kenny, he's getting new. He, he's learning this thing, but he's had like the very, very nice introduction to this thing thus far. And for him, it's going to be interesting just to see whenever – 
you know, some more adversity pops up, just how does he continue to handle that? Whether it's adversity in the sense of he's playing bad or something negative happens or adversity in the sense of fighting against that complacency element, fighting against that I've arrived element. And that's what we're going to see with him, man, as his thing continues to progress. Can't wait. Can't wait. Let's go. Let's go, man. (laughs) And that's the thing, though, man. So we're about, what, an hour and 10 minutes away from Steelers practice starting out here today at St. Vincent College. Once again, a 1.55 p.m. starting time. Mm -hmm. None of that 10.30 a.m. stuff anymore. So (laughs) don't worry about that. If you're hearing us right now, you're on the road. Keep going. Keep on coming. All right. You're headed to the right direction, okay? But when we come back from break, we're also going to talk about what we want to see from a a particular wide receiver as they continue to make some noise in camp. I love it. But you don't want to touch that Dallas Art the Moses West Seula right here on Steelers Nation Radio. Black and gold football lives here 24-7. You're listening to SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back here for the final segment of the 12 o'clock hour right here on Steelers Nation Radio. And before we went to break, Wes, I want to talk about one of these wide receivers, young guy that is continuing to make plays and continuing to impress at training camp practices but more importantly what are we expecting to see from him this upcoming weekend and that guy is george pickens um i was wondering who it was i mean all break i was one of those guys come on now you know how this goes i mean we we know what he's been able to do thus far in training camp we saw the impact he was able to have on saturday and even just yesterday man him catching a beautiful bomb from kenny pickett in that two-minute drill now it wouldn't have been a touchdown but it was a nice field flipping play, man. Get those guys in scoring position. But when you're thinking about George, man, what are you expecting to see from him? Or what is that next step from your perspective, man, that we should be looking for him or looking to see from him come Saturday? You know, that's a good question, Motsi. One of the things you and I have discussed as it relates to, to George Pickens is how you know, we have been encouraged that he's been able to have success out here against whatever the Steelers have thrown at him, but that we also would like to see him do it in a stadium against another, you know, widely respected NFL yes. corner, right? Um, Not a and, guy and, where we're like, that jersey number over there, that that number 30, that number 20-something. It's like, no, we exactly. want to actually know this guy's name? Yes, please. <laughs> and, and hey, in all respect to, to the guys who were playing for the Seahawks on Saturday night, but those weren't even their starting cornerbacks uh, out there against, <laughs> against George Pickens. Um, you know, that was kind of the next step for me. Well, yesterday, as, as I mentioned to you in the, in the open mm-hmm. of our show, you know, about 50 mm-hmm. minutes ago, um, Talk about it. Yesterday was really the first time at camp that we saw Minka Fitzpatrick and George Pickens go one on one. You know, yes. we had seen it with Cam Sutton, we had seen it with Akella Witherspoon, we had seen it uh, certainly with Levi Wallace as, as well too, and, and some of the other guys earlier on in camp. But that to me was very encouraging because, hey, I mean, I'd be a liar. Anyone, the tape is what it is. I mean, you know, we've, we've done a show together now going on our fifth season. There's a whole lot of audio out there, a whole lot of tape out there of both of us <laughs> praising Minka Fitzpatrick and talking about how good he is. So mm-hmm. 
I can't sit here and downplay, you know, George Pickens being able to have success against him yesterday. And it was it was good back and forth. It's not like George Pickens dominated Minka and won every single rep or, or anything like that. But he held his own. He had certainly his success, um, as did Minka. But for me to see that was very encouraging. Still, the next step is to see him do it in a stadium against somebody that, again, that's widely respected as a as a talented NFL corner. And I don't know if we're going to get that in the preseason over the next two weeks. We might have to wait in, you know, another month or so in, in, until we get to Cincinnati in, in week one. But even then, eh, you know, uh, but but that is that's the next progression, I think, is not even progression. Those are just the next steps is continue to do it in practice against whoever the Steelers throw at you, whether it's it's any of those guys we just mentioned, whether it's Minka, whomever. Uh, continue to do it in these next two preseason games and put yourself in position to be ready to succeed, succeed pardon me, to be ready to hit the ground running uh, on September 11th in Cincinnati. Yeah, man, I, w- I would agree with that, man, a large, <clears throat> largely as well, man, because even now, uh, when you talk about these past couple of practices, he's been able to get more reps against a Levi Wallace and a Kello Witherspoon. And it's even good, even going back to yesterday's practice, some of the reps where Akello was able to have some success um, against George and stuff like that, man, because that's something that we haven't heard a lot of on the defensive side of the ball. But that is that iron sharpening iron, uh, iron. or iron sharpening iron. I say iron, right? Is it iron? Come on, I I you don't like Steel City? Iron. That's is not how we say it in the in downtown. That's it, right? After sure, you know what I mean. I'm trying to, you know, iron, iron sharpening iron around here. But um, in all seriousness, though, man, when you're talking about the iron sharpening or the iron sharpening iron in this particular element, man, I think that is still very beneficial for both parties, right there, and for George. He can't get enough reps like that. He can't see enough of Minka Fitzpatrick. He can't see enough of these guys one-on-one in practice to sharpen him up, to get him where he needs to be. Because we know, man, once the season gets here, we got to hit that ground running. And he is making a strong case that he's going to be one of the guys that we truly depend upon in our offense. I mean, we talk about the rapport and not even just the full on rapport, but just the ability for him to make any of these three quarterbacks look really good at times. And that's the part for George where it's like, you have to keep that element of your game because yeah, we do not know who's going to be the starting quarterback. We may think is this guy. We might think is that guy, but we don't know that just yet. But the one player that has consistently been productive with all three of these guys throughout training camp, that player has been George Pickens, man. So hopefully, like I say, he can continue on with that as well. Yeah, he is without a doubt. Um, I still think even with what we saw, you know, from 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 Kenny Pickett on on Saturday night, um, I still think without a doubt the the story of training camp has been George Pickens since day one. He's been good to great. Um, pretty much every single practice, been able to take whatever the Steelers throw at him, uh, had that incredible catch on Saturday night. Um, and sometimes, yeah, you got to even when, you know, it feels like you've met all the expectations, right? And I think we would all certainly say that he's he's met or even exceeded expectations. There's still more room for growth there. There's still more to build on. You still have to maintain that consistency too, Motes. That's the thing, you know, don't get a little – uh, I don't even know if complacent's the right word, but don't get satisfied. That's probably the word that I'm Correct. looking for. Yeah. Don't get satisfied. Uh, continue to grind it out. Continue to come out here every single day, make plays, make it a habit. And, you know, 
I know people always can shudder a little bit when we when we bring this up, all right? And I'm not making a comparison. But one of the reasons that Antonio Brown went from an unknown sixth-round wide receiver out of Central Michigan to the best in the league for the better part of a decade is because he did it every single day. He was great every single day. He was great on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, and that's what helped him uh, be great all the time on Sunday. He was great every time he stepped out on this field, on any field. Uh, let's let's see if George can start. To, hey, that's a lot to ask of a rookie, certainly, and I'm not I'm not you know putting all that on him, but. That's the process. That's the steps uh, to get that consistent performance. And, you know, really, we all think he has the talent, uh, you know, that we could look up another year or two from now, and he could certainly be, you know, mentioned among the best wide receivers in the NFL. But it's cliche as it sounds, it starts here every single day. So, ladies and gentlemen, Wesley Euler just said that George Pickens is the next Antonio oh, Brown. No. I love oh, it. Let's no. go, man. Say no more. Listen, <laughs> man, I am glad that you said that. I could not say it any better myself. So, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Wesley, Wesley Euler, don't forget that. He just told us all, George Pickens, the new Antonio Brown, minus the off-field stuff. But either way, <laughs> we're excited to have him here, baby. Yes, we Ooh, are. But when funny. we come back at the top of the hour, man, we're going to switch and talk about that defense side of the ball, man. More importantly, the linebacker position. So you do not want to touch that Dallas, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, right here on Steelers Nation Radio. This is Black and Gold Fan Habit SNR. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.